0: I'm Jared McMurray and here to talk weekly about college basketball around the country and, of course, including the Gardner-Webb running bulldog. There's are some things I took away from the first week slash weekend of the college basketball season. watched Kentucky beat up on Kansas last night in the Coaches Classic at Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Wow, Kentucky really amazed me. Uh, big Ten big guys, very athletic. Coach Kyle Parry has ten guys he could start. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of teams would really like to have those ten guys on their team um, so it's going to be a big rotation. Could be an issue for Coach Calipari, but I really like Kentucky this season. I also watched Duke beat up on Michigan State last night. pretty e- Beat them pretty uh, easily. Um, Michigan State is in the powerhouse for the first time. Can they contend in the Big Ten? Well, that's a big question. Can Izzo and senior Brandon Dawson guide Sparty to be a top ten team in the nation and contend with Wisconsin in the Big Ten? Also, Nebraska is going to be a pretty big team in the Big Ten to watch out for. Uh, Florida... I've learned as who I thought they were uh, not not quite as good as team or people were making them out to be. You know they're a top top ten team, but they lost to Miami the other night. I know they got some players out, but Billy Domes has to replace four starters there in Gainesville, including the elusive Patrick Young. And I just I just can't see Florida being quite the team they were the past few years. Turning more to Gardner Webb, uh, it was made known here in Boiling Springs that there, there would need to be some scoring replaced in Tim Kraft's second season at the helm. Well, that didn't take long as the running Bulldogs kept pace with LSU and a high-scoring loss in Baton Rouge on Saturday in the season opener. Then they beat up on College of Charleston. The defense got better on Monday night when they played Charleston, and they got away with the victory. Uh, Gardner-Webb will be back in action in the Paradise Classic in the Virgin Islands, I believe, tomorrow, November 20th, as they take on Clemson in their first game. It'll be a good turn. The tournament will be a good tester for the Bulldogs, Uh Kind of maybe get a win here and there. Maybe get one or two wins. Uh, really gear up for maybe not really an easy non-conference schedule. I know we play um, Arizona on the road, I think, the next week or, er- or a couple weeks early in December. Also, we'll travel to Purdue in the Big Ten uh, December 22nd, right before Christmas. But we'll have some easy non-conference home games there in between there. Uh, and also, that'll help gear up for... The conference schedule, which will begin, I believe, New Year's Eve, December 31st, at home, and or no, I actually believe that will be at Presbyterian. Kind of stemming from Gardner-Webb, I want to talk a little about Chris Holtman. Uh, the, for those of you who don't know, the former coach of the Gardner-Webb Running Bulldogs is now the interim head coach at Butler. Uh, Holtman left when Brad Stevens left Butler uh, to dart for the NBA in the Boston Celtics. Chris Holtman left to take over the associate head coach job at Butler, which the associate head coach... Under Stevens became the head coach, so Holtman's now in a similar position, actually a similar position that Brad Stevens was once in. He was also the so head coach, so who knows where Holtman could go from there. Um, the, the head coach is dealing with some health issues, so uh, Holtman's taking the helm here, and he doesn't know exactly how long he's going to be there. Um, Media is not really telling us much. Holtman just in all statements I've seen, Holtman's just said, you know, I'm the coach today, but tomorrow I could not be the coach. But he's making the best of it. I think they're off to a three and zero start. Uh, They beat up on um, Chattanooga last night, I saw. Um, So I really look for Butler to do much bigger things in their second season of the Big East than they did last year. Uh, Holtman's got Roosevelt Jones back, arguably their best player. Last year he set out the entire 2013-2014 season with a broken wrist. And also Kellen Dunham, their sharpshooter, he's back for his junior season. So I I look for Butler to be much better. You know, talking more about Indiana, you know, the basketball state, I know a lot of people down here in North Carolina North Carolina's College of Basketball. Well, Indiana's a pretty big basketball state, too. Um, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, they, they didn't get a tournament team last year. And they, most people were saying, well, that's going to be the same this year. Well, not so fast. Uh, well, I already talked about Butler. And then with, with IU, yeah, they've had a lot of off-the-court troubles, uh, suspensions, arrest, allegations. Well, Tom Crean, I believe, will get that under control. He's going to get the boys rallying. He's got a great freshman in James Blackman Jr. Uh, They're from Marion, uh, Indiana. I uh, saw him play last year. He's a, he's a great ball player. Um, I just believe Crean's going to gonna get the boys rallied. They're in Assembly Hall. They're going to win some Big Ten games. They could have a good season. Uh, then you talk about Notre Dame up north, you know. You think Notre Dame, they're not in Indiana. Well, yeah, they are. They're in South Bend, I know. They're a football school, whatever. Well, they got a senior in Jerry and Grant that he could really lead this team by himself. Um, they're going to have to adjust in the ACC. The ACC is becoming a powerful conference with all those top teams. But I really like Jerry and Grant, a uh, good senior. He's going to lead that team. They can win quite a few ballgames in ACC play, I believe. And then there's the Purdue Boilermakers. Well, Painter has re-implemented discipline in the locker room. You know, it, they had those the stem of the three Johnsons, Kelsey Barlow, the incident with DJ Bird a few years ago, but which was mostly Kelsey Barlow's fault. I just, I really look for uh, Painter's, you know, that, that mentality that he once had with Hummel and Johnson and more to be back in his locker room and see it on the court, especially the, the defense mentality they really had, you know, Chris Kramer. Um, and also, people aren't realizing that A.J. Hammonds really hasn't shown up to play his freshman and sophomore year at Purdue. A.J. Hammonds is a for-real-deal play. I mean, he was a top-100 recruit coming out of high school. He played at a big prep school, and he's really being pushed by another freshman big man, Isaac Haas, this year. And Hammonds is the real deal is what I'm hearing up. In West Lafayette, Indiana, they also got a transfer guard in from Colorado State, John Octius. Uh, he averaged over 13 points a game last year. He started both games for the Boilermakers this season, and he's looking really tough. Um, there's also freshman Vince Edwards. He's the real deal, I believe. Um, he's though he's got he's bringing the whole package to the table for the Boilermakers. He he's a six seven. He's big. He can shoot the outside shot. He likes to dish the ball around. I think he might be kind of that each one more Kelsey Barlow mix, but he's a little bit taller for the Boilermakers. So I really like the Boilermakers to make some noise in the Big Ten. And you know, now I'll turn I'll turn my attention to the other basketball state here in North Carolina. You know, all those Duke fans, North Carolina fans, uh, watch out for NC State. They could be back and have a decent year this year. Um, obviously, they lost quite a bit of talent last year, but... Um, And maybe Wake Forest, you know, they could get back into the consideration. You know, they were a very talented team back in the early 2000s. So, um, first off, you know, I really like Duke as a consistent team over North Carolina for the longevity of the season. Marcus Page is going to be an All-American for North Carolina, there's no question. But I just don't see or trust Coach Williams to be able to guide that team consistently throughout the year. So, I really like, I think they'll be lucky to win. Uh, beat Duke at home on the games in Chapel Hill. Um, so I really like Duke to win the ACC this season. I know Virginia is going to be a pretty talented team too, uh, but I, I really like Duke and I like Coach Krzyzewski. And I don't know if Jaheel Okafor, you know, the the big powerful freshman, I don't know if he's going to be the best player in the nation. You know, everyone's talking him up, talking him up, talking him up. Yeah, his numbers are great so far. His field goal percentage is amazingly really high. But I, I look for Quinn Cook to team up with Okafor. You know, Quinn Cook's back. He's a leader. Um, he can choose that outside shot. I look for them to team up together and make this team a top team in the nation. You know, the Duke Blue Devils are going to be a pretty talented team. They're an evolving team. A young team. I heard Coach Krzyzewski say last night, you know, this isn't one of the best teams I've coached. But he knows they're young. He knows they can get better as the season goes along. And they got a big win, like I mentioned last night, over Michigan State. Uh, Leaning on more towards my ACC Player of the Year so far this year, um, I'm looking at, uh, yeah, I said Marcus Page is going to be an All-American. I believe he will be, but so will Okafor. And he's going to be the ACC Player of the Year. My Naismith player of the year prediction, really, you know, the entire country. However, I don't believe Okafor will be that that type of caliber player for the longevity of the season. You know, he might battle an injury here and there, kind of like Kyrie Irving did his freshman year at Duke. Um, So I really like Frank Kaminsky from Wisconsin, you know, great, talented young player last year for the Badgers. I really like, I think he, the guy's an animal. I think he's going to lead the Badgers all season long, and I think he's going to be the Naismith player of the year when it's all said and done and lead a top five team the entire year. Uh, in Wisconsin, there in Madison. Now on the stuff more, everyone wants to know, you know, about the Final Four. Who's my champion? You know, looking ahead to the season. Like I said, I love Frank Kaminsky, and you saw Bo Ryan get his team to the Final Four last year. I fully expect to see the Badgers back in in Indianapolis in April. I think they'll be able to control the Big Ten. The Big Ten's kind of weak this year, but Michigan State and Nebraska, I believe, will be on a distant doorstep to the Badgers. My second team that I like for the Final Four is maybe a shocker to some. VCU, the Virginia Commonwealth Rams. Yes, I love Shaka Smart's team uh, to get back to the Final Four like they did in 2011. This could be Smart's best team he's ever had leading the Rams, so I really like them, Virginia Commonwealth, to reach the Final Four in Indianapolis. Villanova is another very talented team, and I really like them to reach the Final Four as well. You know, they've been growing the past couple of years, getting better and better. Um, they're in the big, they're in the Big East now, so that the Talent level, you know, is was a little bit less than it was back with the old Big East. So they could win a lot of ball games, much like they did last year. They pretty much dominated the Big East in regular season and kind of followed off towards the end of the season. Really can't pronounce his last name, but I know Junior Ryan A. And it's a hard last name to pronounce. I remember when he was a freshman, I was like, man, this guy's going to be good. And he had some big shots last year. He's going to be back, going to be great. I really like Villanova in the Big East and reach the Final Four. You know, my last team to reach the Final Four, I think i probably you hinted off at the beginning of this uh, podcast that I really like Kentucky. And no, I don't think they're going to pull an IU and run the table like the Hoosiers did in 75 and 76, the last team to do it, but playing in the sec, they have a legitimate shot at doing so. I believe so, but I, I just, you know, I think someone will knock them off. Maybe Florida, maybe Tennessee, someone will knock them off in sec play. If they get out of the non-conference schedule undefeated a uh, coach cow, Cal- Kyle Parry always gets the best out of his players, and with the return of the Harrison Twins, which was huge. I mean, you know, they had that great team that went to the championship game last year, and then you hear the Harrison Twins and some other play, big players are coming back, and they're like, wow, they're going to be great. Well, yeah, they're going to be great. They're bringing in like six six All-Americans, six uh, McDonald's All-Americans, including Trey Lyles from Arsenal Tech, which won a, won a state championship in State of Indiana last year. Saw him play in the state finals. The guy's huge. I mean, he's talented, he's athletic, and he's 6'11". He's going to help lead the Wildcats. He's going to be one of those 10 in the rotation. I really like the Wildcats' athleticism and size, and I feel like they will cut down the nets in Indy in April. Uh, so there's some other teams I really feel like could run the table in March and make a deep NCAA tournament run. Here's a few of them. Arizona's a top-ranked team, and although I feel like they will struggle, they're still going to be very tough to beat, especially come March. Uh, Bill Self will get his Kansas team playing well, I believe. They're in the Big 12. He's going to be contested by Texas and some other teams. But Bill Self will lead his Kansas team, obviously, into March, and they're going to be a tough out in March Madness. And don't count out the ACC powerhouse teams. I mentioned Duke. I mentioned North Carolina. They're going to have great seasons. They're obviously going to be playing in March. Top seeds. They'll get some uh, games host close to home, probably here in the state of North Carolina. And also, don't leave out a talented Virginia team. You know, they were at one seed in the NCAA tournament last year, and they get most of their... Most of their starters back, most of their scoring back, and I just really look for Virginia to have another solid season this year. And although they might not win the ACC, they're going to be there in March, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. A one sleeper of team of mine for this year, definitely to get a top seed, maybe make a Final Four run, is the Nebraska Cornhuskers. You know, they came into the Big Ten a couple of years ago, and people were like, "Man, this is an easy victory." Well, not anymore. I mean, I think I believe they only lost one home game last year in Lincoln, and that was to Ohio State. And they played really well on the road, too. You know, I think they finished right around 500 in the road on Big Ten play. Had a great season. I look for them to come back and have an even better year this year. So Yeah, that's going to be about it uh, for this week. I'm talking about college basketball here here at the radio station here in Boiling Springs. You know, WGWG. Um, thank you for tuning in to my first edition of College Basketball Roundup. And stay tuned for weekly updates. They'll be off next week before I return and make a podcast December 1st. And we'll talk about all those early season tournaments, including Gardner-Webb as they battle in the Paradise Classic this weekend in the Virgin Islands. Let the madness begin.